You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard. You're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am joined here with Magdala Mascal. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yes, you are. It sounds like the name of a famous person to me. <laughs> Do you get that? I mean, I, I feel like because of the alliteration, maybe? Yeah, it's like a yeah. very good name. And it's funny, my last name my whole life was Smith, and now it's Ozidenly because I've married a Turkish person. And people like lose their minds. Like they don't know how, like they see my name and, and it's just different it. from like an American name, and they just. Does that happen to you? Yeah. Is it really time. annoying? And it's not hard. Your name's not hard no, to say. It's, it's so phonetic. It's so phonetic. But <laughs> yeah. people probably, what, do they Do they just like call you the wrong name? Oh, yeah. Mandela. <laughs> um, they do not. Yeah. They just say, a lot of men say Magdala. I don't know Instead why that Mac, is. Yeah. Even though it's an E? It's an E. Um, Interesting. But yeah, once I say it, they get it. Yeah. Okay. Will it embarrass you? And you can say yes if I read a little bit about, I I read a great article. It's linked on your Instagram, actually, so I can't give myself credit for like deep dive (laughs) research. But do you mind if I just read how this great publication described you? Sure. It seems only fitting that a bright stream of sunlight cascades into Magdala's small bedroom, even on the deepest winter day. Her humble space within a rambling Brooklyn Railroad house is drenched in color. A lemon yellow robe hangs on the back of a door, a lipstick red beret on a handle, a flourishing alocasia plant Mm -hmm. is perched on an eclectic assortment of books and her own vibrant paintings lean against a wall. If we were to describe Mescal, we'd call her a thinker, but also a communicator, a philosopher and a poet, painter and photographer, a budding ethnographer. She's a thoroughly modern, inherently stylish, and someone who inspires us to look to our roots, as well as advancements in technology, in order to think outside the box. Did you read that? Were you like, whoa? I like almost cried. It's like a beautiful summary. Yeah, Yeah. it was, she summarized who I am better than I ever could. I know. And also in a way that doesn't seem so like stagnant, like this is how this person is and will always be, but like in a way that felt like I, she also could tell like what I was aspiring to do and what inspires me, so... Yeah, yeah, very well done. And it's interesting because what you and I do is very similar. So I do digital marketing and content strategy, but for Viacom. And yeah. it seems like you kind of do that like on a freelance basis. Yes, yeah. And I used to do it for eBay. So I used to oh, work really? for okay. a pretty large company. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like because we spend so much time on social media, on a computer, on a laptop, because we kind of have to for our jobs. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why I'm obsessed with nature and like disconnecting from it all. And you're also a nature girl. Yes. Have you always loved just like being away from everything? Yeah. Yeah. I think it just comes from me growing up in nature and my yeah. dad living in Tahoe. And I think at the time I took it for granted for sure because it was just there. And yeah. my parents took me there. Um, but then once I moved to San Francisco and then New York and had to figure out my balance, Yeah, I realized how much I needed to escape and get that back. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's interesting. I think I used to be a shopping and eating person. Like I would want to go to a place where I could shop and where I could eat. So like I loved going to like Milan and Paris and like cities like that. But I'm just like, like, I don't know. I don't even like shopping anymore. Like I just get like bored. Like I'm like, ugh. like I loved like I loved being in Joshua Tree, no service, Mm -hmm. just like there with the rocks. I love Big Sur. Oh, Big Sur. So beautiful. Isn't Big Sur just insane? It doesn't even feel like a real place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, seeing the beach and then also having the mountains is, like, my dream. It's yeah. amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. And so how how has living – you've lived in New York now since NYU. Yes. So you've been in New York for, like – Almost seven years. Do you consider yourself a New Yorker? I don't know. 
I think they say, I think it's seven years to become a New Yorker. Yeah, I guess I am. And does the pace of the city stress you out? Yeah, it does. The pace in, in, in that people seem to get caught up in it and like the pace of like consumerism and like kind of like keeping up with the Joneses kind of a thing. Yeah. I think that stresses me out more than like the drive that people have here. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of comparing yourself to other people. And like I remember this now months ago, but like when the Forbes 30 under 30 thing comes out and you feel like every single person you know like posts like, oh, are you, are you on the list? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. No, no, But like don't you feel like everyone within your, like some, and I, I guess there are also multiple lists. Like there's not there's just so one many, list. Yeah. There's like for every single vertical, there's like yeah. a, under 30. And you can see some of that and feel like, oh, like why aren't I there? But then it's just like everyone's on their own path and mm-hmm. their own journey. But there, yeah. it feels like the combination of being in New York City where everyone's really ambitious plus social media can just become right. a little bit intense. Yeah. And it's like nice to get away from that. Yeah. And you travel all the time. How to keep your like beauty routine and like your workout regimen and like eat right while traveling yes. is like a challenge, right? Yes. How do you kind of navigate that? It is such a challenge. My, I don't have, I have a very basic routine. Okay. So it's pretty easy to keep up. Okay. I think that's why. Um, but there are, like my hair is one thing that's yeah, really I was, just... I was, so difficult. Just about to call you out on that because I was like, because <laughs> I have natural hair. I have braids now, and I got braids put in after like, I think, yeah, like six months of just wearing my hair out. I just needed a break. Yeah, natural hair is very high maintenance. It's so high maintenance. Okay, thank you. For Especially saying if that. you want to take care of it well. Of course, like, yeah. I can just let sleep on my hair and it, it fall out and then like, turn into a rat's nest. That's fine. But right. It's not gonna look good. <laughs> so, so how long have you been natural, and like, what's your approach to caring mm-hmm. for your beauty? Your hair is beautiful, by the thank way. Thank you. It's beautiful. It's a little bit dry today, but thank you. Um, I have been natural for like five years. Okay. I think, yeah. Um, I relaxed my hair before that. Um, I like begged my mom to relax my hair. Of course, that, we all did. Right? Yeah, we all did. Um, so, and then I don't know really what happened and why I changed my mind about it. I had an afro when I was in like seventh grade and then relaxed my hair. And then for some reason I wanted to go back. And so when your I, hair was relaxed, how were you wearing it? I was wearing it in a bun. Like yeah. all the time. Just like pulling it back, right? Yeah. 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 Like what was that about? I don't know. <laughs> I look at pictures of myself with straight hair and I'm like, you look so boring. Like yeah. what were you doing? Yeah. Um... Well, I know what I was doing. I was trying to be like a white girl, but right, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I went back to natural like five years ago, and I basically just like grew it out as far as I could. Okay, the natural when it just started until it looked like crazy because yeah. half of my hair was natural and half of it was relaxed. Yeah, and then I just chopped it off. Okay, the big and chop, as the they big call chop. It. Yeah. And did you go on all the like blogs and the sites and like learn about all these terms and like figure out your hair type and like? Go I through tried, the whole... but I failed. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's like yeah. a deep hole of the internet. Yes. But it's kind of amazing, too. It is. And I think since then, there's actually been even more information. Oh, put yeah. Out. You know, like when I was searching, researching, it was like a little bit, but it was still hard to figure out like if my hair type was like the blogs or videos that I was watching. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just like looked for a hairstylist that like looked trustworthy and had good reviews yeah. and just went to them. Okay, so you went to a stylist. Yeah. And do you still go to a stylist or are you doing it all on your own? No, I did it on my own. Yeah, me too. Um, I went to a stylist like a year and a half ago um, to, like, I just was not very good at conditioning and moisturizing, okay. so I tried to get, like, better Where'd techniques. Where'd you go? Um, did you go to Diva Curl? No, I went to a place on Atlantic Avenue. I'm forgetting the name now. Okay. It's pretty well known. Yeah, and they're great, but expensive. Yeah, it's so expensive. So... It's yeah. so expensive. Yeah, I just do everything on my own. And then I did go to Diva Curl recently to get a cut. And I think they did a good job. They're kind of known for knowing how to cut yeah. natural hair. But I couldn't imagine going to a stylist like every other week or what some girls yeah. do. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to like have someone to just like braid my hair. Every, like Just like natural braid. Yes. Every couple yes. of days. Yes. So that I can just wear it. Yeah. That's why I wish I lived with my mom still. Did your mom braid hair <laughs> yes. well? Oh my gosh, that's so nice. It's super nice. And is your approach to like wearing your natural hair more like, my approach is very laid back in that I've stopped trying to make it look perfect and trying to do like flexi rod sets. I can't, it's just never, it's just not going to be that way. So I'm just going to like, this is what it is. Yeah. Is that kind of your yes, approach? Totally. I mean, it's really nice when... My hair has some great 
curl pattern. But right. <laughs> it doesn't always happen. Yeah. And it doesn't last. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just try to just make sure it's moisturized because my hair gets so dry so quickly. Yeah. And that's the, like... My hair, too. That's the biggest part of my maintenance. It's so hard to keep it moisturized. And I also don't, like... I tried carrying a spritz bottle around and I put, really? like, all these, like, oils in it. Like, I did, like, yoga oil and water yeah. and aloe vera. And, and I'm oh, like, nice. is my hair more moisturized? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, like, yeah. hard to tell. And I also don't ever know... Like, you know when you, you go to a stylist and they're like, your hair looks good, but your ends are dry. Like, I don't know how they're, I don't know how they, to tell if your hair is dry. Yeah, I just tell by, like, feeling it. By feeling it? And, like, how, how, like, brittle it feels when I kind of, like, twist a curl. Mm. Or, and then also, like, over time, from the time I wash and condition it, my curls will separate. Yes, yeah. And it just gets a little bit frizzier and drier right. and like it's more like brittle. It's like the frizziness. It's right. Like, yeah, like when your hair is really moisturized, it, your hair like clumps together. Right. And then... And that's safe for, for it, I believe, when it's clumped together. Yes, yeah. yeah. Have you tried doing like a wash and go with like gel where you like shingle the gel throughout all of your hair? Have you tried that? No. No. Okay. I'm really, I get like a little bit nervous about what, wearing my hair out wet. <laughs> Just from, like, how sick I've gotten in the past. Yeah, no, you have to definitely dry yeah. it before wearing it out. Um, and so I usually just do when I have a lot of time and, like, I'm just hanging out indoors or something. Yeah. So what do you do at night? Do you twist it? <gasps> no, I just sleep. Oh, you just sleep. But with a satin scarf, of course. Pillowcase or scarf. Pillowcase or scarf. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. So yeah. you just, you don't, like, do anything. No. If, I'm, if I have a style and, like, braids or yeah. something, I, like, tie a tight scarf around but no, I don't do anything. There was a part of, when I had a lot of free time <laughs> in my life, yeah. I did do twists a little bit. Um, but it's just like so time consuming. My hair is really thick and full yeah. and like to part it and then to, it's, it's just a lot. like, it's yeah. A lot. And like yeah. how often are you washing? Oh, um, once a week. Yeah. 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 So a big reason why like I had to get braids was because I'm traveling three weeks out of this month and oh, wow. I work out a lot. And when I was like looking at what I'd have to pack, all the deep, I was just like, I, I literally, I can't do, can't it, do it. Because yeah. how many products go into your wash day? For me, it's, there's like a laundry list. Yeah. Like six, the leave-in. Five the, or six. Take me through your wash day. Okay. So I usually, like this is the best wash day. Okay, best case scenario. Yeah, best case scenario wash day. I will try to like wet it a little bit before and put some coconut oil in it. Okay, pre poo treatment. Yes. Yeah. And then I'll get in and I'll I use a lot of Shea Moisture products. Okay. I use like this hydrating and one for shampooing, Um, and I'll usually do two shampoos. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you uh, shampoo every time? I don't time? shampoo every time. Okay. But if I if this is like a full... Like the full, the like full clarify, yeah. deep treatment. Okay, yeah. We're doing ideal. Then I'll do okay. twice because I can feel like the grime kind of still in there, yeah. especially if I'm working out a lot. Exactly, yeah. Working out makes it so that you have to like wash so much more. Yes. Yeah. So I'll wash it twice and then it's really tangled. So I'll put the conditioner in and mm-hmm. I'll separate it with my fingers. Mm-hmm. I'll separate it into like four and then tie them and then use my fingers to finger comb each section. Yeah. Okay, good. And finger then, like, combing is so much better. Sections back together just to like make them stay together. I feel like it like makes them more moisturized if they're like sitting together. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Scientifically. <laughs> and a twist. Yeah. And then um and then I leave the conditioner in after I finger combed every portion and then I'll wash my body and everything as it's yeah. like sitting there. Um and then I'll wash it out. Okay. And then I'll get out. I, I, I try to wash it out, like, with it still in its twist. It's okay. not in a tight twist, but, like... Right, so it without. doesn't get tangled all over exactly. again. Exactly. Yeah. And then get out, put my um, towel on my head, and then take it off, and I'll put in um, this, like, leave-in Okay, what, what leave-in conditioner are you liking? It's also, it's also Shea Moisture. Also Shea Moisture? Okay, yeah. I haven't tried their leave It's the same line of the other, other Is ones. Is it the like, pink and white one? Yes. Like, peachy white um, coconut... Or um, coconut souffle, something yes, like that. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. the one. I use the curling cream, and I love it. Yeah, I really like it. Um, and then, yeah, that's really it. And then I will put co- more coconut oil in it. I'll put everyday oil in it, which has like a mixture of okay, a different lot of essential different things. oils. Yeah. Okay. And then sometimes I'll twist it. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'll say if you're feeling like extra credit, but that's that. What you just named is like a lot of work, and yeah. to do that, like. 
even once a week, it's like a chore. Yeah, it takes it takes hours. It takes hours of your day, and then you have to think about like going. Like for me, there's something really hard about going, getting out of the shower, and going back in. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes I want to do like a really like nice deep conditioning treatment for like a few hours, yeah. but I'm like. I just got out. Like, I don't really want to go back in. Sometimes I do, like, an overnight one. But then I read that over-conditioning your hair can be bad. Really? Yeah. That's what I've heard, that it can make your hair, like, too weak almost if you over-condition wow. it and you don't do protein treatments to balance it. Interesting. So now I do, like, a protein treatment once a month, and then I do deep conditioning three times a month. Okay. So, like, yeah. I want to look at protein treatments. Yeah. Wow. Henna's an amazing protein treatment. Okay. And it, like... You can see a huge difference, but henna is okay. the most difficult and messy and time-consuming. Yeah. It's like you need a day and patience. My mom would always do that. Oh, really? Yeah. She did henna? Yeah. That's and awesome. And she would do olive oil Oh, nice. Yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your mom like, she knows what's up. She did it to up. me. Yeah. I just like want my mom to do my hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so your family's from Ethiopia, mm-hmm. right? So your parents grew up there. They moved here. They met... Yes. They had you. Yes. Do you have siblings? I have two siblings, an older oh. brother and a younger brother. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So what what have you learned from your mom or even your dad about kind of like beauty in Ethiopia and like how it's different and like, I mean, they grew up so, like, do you ever think about how differently your parents grew up from the way you grew up? Yes. Isn't it mind-blowing to yeah. think about? It's so mind-blowing. And it, I only know it to a certain extent, you know, like what they tell me. But, um, I mean, when I see old photos, just like how beautiful and natural their hair was. Yeah is just like the biggest inspiration um and then this like a funny story like my dad he had an afro and he would sleep with his head off the side of his bed sometimes because he didn't want <laughs> to have to like, deal with it that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> um they both had beautiful afros um and they would comb theirs out too like pick it out yeah which i can't i haven't done yeah well they were also i mean a different time yeah. right like that they were in like probably young in the 70s yes. and that was like the whole look then exactly is there anything in terms of beauty routines or like beauty treatments that are like popular in Ethiopia that we just like don't really know about here? Treatments. I mean, I think they do. There is something I didn't realize like straightening your hair sometimes was good for it. It is? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's what I was told. Like not often to where like, heat damage can happen. Yeah. But often enough where it gets stretched out mm. and can like breathe a little bit. Yeah, I've actually, Um, that's so funny that you bring that up because I was just looking at like this natural hair YouTuber that I follow and she was saying that she keeps her hair in stretch styles because it helps her grow her hair longer because it's not breaking or getting tangled. Yeah. Interesting. And so I I actually had it straightened when I was, went to Ethiopia, I had it straightened there. And also the way they do it is just. How do they do it? So much more fragile. Like they don't. Here, when I get my hair turned, I feel like my hair is, like, being pulled out of my head. Yeah. And yeah. it's, like, the co- everything's too everything's hot. Everything's too hot. And you're, like, what are you spraying on my so hair? Much- what is that toxic? <laughs> yes. I'm hearing, like, that, like, tss, like that sound exactly. when, like, I should not hear any, any, sound, any sound when my hair is interacting with and, heat. And, like, all of the steam coming off your head. It's terrifying. Yeah. So they just put it in curlers and you oh, get wow. set. And then sometimes if your hair is, like, too thick where even after curlers it's not, like, laying, mm-hmm. then they'll go in and straighten it a little bit. But that's, oh, that's it. that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had it straightened for like two and a half weeks and kept it in that. And when I took it out, my hair was like, when I washed it, my hair was so full. Really? Yeah. And the curl pattern was so tight. It was beautiful. Wow. Yeah. You're making me like want to straighten my hair. Yeah. But I mean, not often, you know, I only do it like every few months. Yeah. Um, I had heat damage. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to go a full year without doing any heat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heat damage. Have you ever had heat damage? No. the most heartbreaking thing because it's it's irreversible yeah. like you just have to cut your hair and even it's so interesting like I wear my hair very similar length to yours and I thought about growing it out and then I just thought about everything I have to do times extra length and I was like you know what I think short is cute yeah have you ever tried to, like have you ever thought about like growing yours out yeah but I don't think it's going to grow <laughs> no of course it can <laughs> of course it can it's just with like the, yeah with the right focus and attention I just, my hair was way longer when I was younger and mine too. I look at pictures and I'm like, wow. Yeah. But also like I wasn't using like the right oils and stuff. I was like, my parents were using like blue magic grease and like water. (laughs) Like, and, but somehow my hair was really long. So I'm like, what am I missing out on now? I don't know. But yeah, braids are the other thing that, um, are like beautiful styles that a lot of Ethiopians wear and do it in very interesting ways. Um, 
yeah, like really, really small kind of cornrows that like last a really, really long time um, in the countryside are so beautiful. So have you traveled to Ethiopia like as an adult? Yes. You went recently, right? Yeah, in November. I When I travel, like I love to see like what people are wearing, what they're doing with their hair, their makeup, like what's yeah. going on over there. Yeah. And where in Ethiopia were you? Because it's like a huge country. Yeah. I was in Addis, the capital. Okay. And then I also went to the northern cities. Mekele is one, Garalta, mm-hmm. and a few more. It was, um, I traveled a lot while there. But Addis is the biggest city. And okay. then Mekele was also really interesting because I hadn't been up there and it's really big as well. Um, but yeah, I love looking at the styles yeah. too. Um, a lot of the men, like are doing the fade thing, but, like, really short on the side and, okay. like, really, like, high and, like, structured on the top. That's cool. Um, and then also, like, the kind of dreaded style, but less, like, refined pieces, kind of just, like, kind of like the Basquiat thing. Okay, kind of like, um, what is his name from The weekend? You know who I'm talking yes. about. Yes, Abel. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The weekend. We all know the, the weekend. weekend is. Yeah. yeah. Before he cut it off. Yeah. Um, what else? A lot of women um, straighten their hair yeah. there. Um, it's like also kind of like a class thing. Really? For sure. Yeah. So like straight hair is seen as like more affluent? Mm-hmm. Isn't that have sad that that's do. like a worldwide yes. phenomenon? But I think that there probably... Is a, it, there is a, like a change happening yeah, with like a younger yeah, generation. That's cool. Yeah. I'm definitely seeing a lot more natural hair in women than I had in my previous trips. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, was it cool that your family was from Ethiopia? Was it like considered cool or was it like, you're so different? Um, it was not, definitely not cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't cool. No one really cared. But it was also not, I don't think I was othered for being Ethiopian. I think it was just othered for being black. Right. And But amongst black people, did oh, you feel othered for being yes, Ethiopian? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. Growing up, very unsolicited. People would tell me that I looked Ethiopian, and yeah. I'm like, "Do I look?" Eth-? And I did. I did my 23andMe test years ago. I'm like zero percent Ethiopian. <laughs> like, literally zero percent Ethiopian. I'm, it's like all West African. Um, but I always like found it to be a compliment because I think Ethiopian people, like generally, are known for being very attractive, right? One of the supermodels that that I loved for forever, Leah Cabetti, Mm -hmm. is Ethiopian. But it's like the high cheekbones, like beautiful skin, very like athletic, mostly like slim framed. Do you feel like that like stereotype of Ethiopian people being beautiful is rooted in some reality? I mean, I do, because I I think we're beautiful people. Um, But I also, you know, I think that also comes from um, a liking to quote-unquote European features being beautiful. Uh, um, are Ethiopian features considered closer to European than that's like what West? people say. Interesting. Yeah, which is unfortunate because Europeans came after Ethiopians right. as human it's beings. Like, right, um, right, right. So why that like pro- why is it considered this proximity towards like a Western beauty right. standard when it's like we've looked like this before you even came on the right. scene? Exactly. And then also you don't want to, you know, it doesn't mean that any other. African is less beautiful. Right, right. So it's a hard thing when people say that, to be honest. Um, although, like, I, I do think we're beautiful. <laughs> I yeah. don't think we're, like, the most beautiful. Right, um, right. But it's interesting because now I feel like there's this, like, desire to be, more, if you are white, to look less white, right? Yeah, I don't know if that's, I feel that, but I always question if that is just because we live where we live. Right, we're like in this right? New York like, City bubble where like it's cool to be different yeah. and... I don't know. But no, no, I mean, there's our very prominent celebrities who are right now trying to look less white who are white, so... Pretty much, I can't think of anyone that's like in the mainstream media that's like like Jessica Simpson, Britney Spears. Like I'm thinking of like when we were younger. I can't think of anyone that fits that American mold that's popular now, no. can you? It's like Selena Gomez, Camilla... Uh, yeah. Cabello, is, I don't even know if that's how you say her name. <laughs> the Weeknd, uh, Gigi Hadid, Bella Hadid, Hadid. They're like very like exotic, exotic. looking, I guess. Yeah. The Kardashians, yeah. Beyonce, Jennifer Lopez. I'm trying, like who's popular and like white? Yeah. I'm like Only really struggling people who to have think. been around for a while. Yeah, like yeah. Taylor Swift. Right. And no one cares about her. <laughs> I mean, honestly, no one cares about her. I mean, no one's really like looking for Taylor Swift's next look. But that American beauty look, I feel like, is very passe. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it 
I think it's good because we need more representation, but mm-hmm. um, I hope it's g- coming at all levels and not just like aesthetically and not yes. actually like within the companies and you know, all those types of things. Yes. Yeah. That is very important. You do content strategy stuff and this comes up a lot for me around like, okay, it's, it's women's month. Like what's our, mm-hmm. what's our post going to be? Yeah. And part of me is like, yes, great. But then also there's this like commercialization of like the feminist movement Yes. that feels very uncomfortable for me. And when you see brands doing it, it almost feels like, here you go. Like forget about equal pay. Like we made right. a KFC uh, brand spokesperson as a woman now. Exactly. So. Be happy, ladies. Yes. It's like a very difficult mm-hmm. line to toe. Yeah, it's hard. I really, it really actually angers me, to be honest, when be I honest. see um, a lot of companies and a lot of brands using diversity, inclusion, and equality as marketing techniques and not yeah. as ways to guide their actual like company practices and guidelines and structures. Right. Um, yeah. But I guess if it is part of their practice, then they should market it to let people know that it's part of their practice. I, I love the brand Reformation. I really admire them. I think they do great work. And I saw that they um, like they take they teach English classes for all of the workers there that are mostly like oh, Mexican immigrants. Yeah. And then they also like give them massages. They have like Massage Wednesday. Like and I was like, wow, like what a nice company. People were saying in the comments like, just do it, don't post it. And I'm like, they do this already, so they're allowed to post about it. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't bother me so much. It's more when people like use a model for representation or yeah. use sustainability in their like marketing campaign as a word, but aren't aren't what, really what about are they that doing life. that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when you yeah, look at yeah, yeah. like people who work at the company, it's still predominantly um, you know male or Caucasian and yeah, 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 that kind of a thing. And you work with Dove companies. Like I see you work with Outdoor Voices. Yeah, I like stand for Outdoor Voices. I think they just do. I mean, the CEO is, what, like 28, 29, Taylor? She's, yeah. like, so young. I love all of their leggings, yeah. all of their color combinations. Like, I'm yeah. obsessed with her voices. Yeah, me too. I, I really like their message um, and just, like, promoting people and to get outside and to be active yeah. for fun and not for competition. And it's yeah. really, like, less about – I mean, you can do it for sport and you can be a professional athlete, and that's great, but you can also just do it to have fun. Right. Do you work um, out? Are you, like, a workout girl? I don't think I'm a workout girl, but I do work out. Okay. What do you do? What's your thing? <laughs> um, I run like once or twice a week. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. I think it's like pretty good. Yeah. And then I do yoga. Um, I, I'm really, that's one of the things that falls off when I'm traveling a lot. It's hard. Um, right? Yeah. So my practice isn't so great, but I try to do it like once or twice a week, at least at home and then go to a class like once a week, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm not patient enough for yoga. It takes patience. Like, I get really bored. I, I do Pilates. I, I used to be like that, but something yeah. changed. I love Pilates, too. I love Pilates. Yeah. I need to do more Pilates. I need my core to get back in shape. <laughs> and a bit yoga. The reason why I want to do yoga is because I want to be more flexible. Mm-hmm. And I went to an acupuncturist recently, and she was telling me, she was like, it seems like you could, like, hold your breath. And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't hold my breath. And she was like, this is like, she, like, basically taught me how to take a deep breath. Yeah. And then she was like, how often do you breathe like that? And I'm like, that was the first time. <laughs> like, she was like, inhale, like, three seconds, and, like, push your belly out, and exhale. And she's like, how often do you take breaths like that? And I was like, never. Like, but in yoga, they teach you that that's like, that's like yoga breathing. That's like how you're supposed to breathe multiple times a day. Yes, yeah. And it really is something you have to learn. Right. Yeah, like to remember to breathe when you're doing certain things. I will catch myself like taking photos mm-hmm. and not breathing. Holding your breath, right? Yeah. It's like a thing. Yeah, so yoga really does help me to remember to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, at the beginning, I was always holding my breath through poses. <laughs> how long have you been doing yoga? Um... A while, like 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. So you're like a ma- like a yoga master. I don't know. I'm not a master. I would love to do a teacher training, actually. I was just talking about that with one of my friends. Um, just for my own. I don't think I would actually want to become a yeah. teacher, but just Yeah, just to practice. like learn. Yeah. How do you, where do you do yoga? At home. And then also, I like um, sacred okay. in bed Okay. Um, and then I, I also just like 
um, to get the like new student discount and like travel around to different yeah, studios. Yeah, different studios. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. Because there's so many. That's, so. Yeah, there's so many in New York. And then when you're at home, do you do like a YouTube video? Like, do you fault? Like, do you, what do you do? Sometimes I do and I just like search a random one. But most of the time I just kind of do my own flow. Okay, because yeah. you've been doing it for so long now, yeah. now that you like know the poses and yeah. stuff. I find that like I need a class to push I get me that. to do what I need to do. Yeah, because at home I, I, I need it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, yoga is like I, I want to get into it. I want to be more flexible. That's a big thing. I'm so like I can't do when I see people doing a split. Like I take a lot. Oh well, of, that's intense. Yeah, I know. But even but even more simple yoga poses, even just sitting like in lotus position with like your knees touching the mat. Like I can't do that. It takes. Yeah, but you can, practice. yeah, you start, you'll be, you'll get there. Yeah, I did a Bikram yoga class and I was like so well, flexible. Well, that is so intense. <laughs> I was so flexible and I was like, oh yeah, it's 120 degrees yeah. in here. Obviously my muscles can like stretch. Do you do Bikram ever? I haven't done Bikram, but I've done hot yoga, which I think is just like. It's like the same thing, pretty the much. same thing, but I think Bikram is just like, a, you do like certain poses over and over again, I believe. Yeah. Um, I did hot yoga at Sacred in Bed-Stuy. And okay. it was, it was the first time I ever did hot yoga. Um. It was intense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the room I, gets... Like, did you do it in the summer or the winter? It was in the summer. Yeah. It was in the summer? summer. I feel like... So I did hot... I did hot Pilates, actually, in the winter. Really? And there was something about doing it in the winter that I liked more than doing yeah. it in the heat of summer, because mm-hmm. I feel like you just need to, like... Get a relief from it after. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Did you like it when you did it, though? I did. Um, but... Like, I had to make sure that I was, like, very hydrated yes. for, like, days prior. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so real. I'm so you know? happy you're mentioning that. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of pre- – and then making sure that your day is, like, not, like, jam-packed afterwards. Like, you have yeah. the time to, like, mm-hmm. figure out how you're doing, how you're feeling, like, get back into, you know, like, it's, going it's a on Saturday. with your routine. It's a Saturday. Right. It's not, like, a before work thing. No. <laughs> it's, like, a Saturday <laughs> at, like, 11 a.m., and then you have a very chill exactly. evening thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also – I think they a lot of studios will say this like not to wear fragrance but like when you're sweating that much like you can't have like perfume and like fragrance on because it's just yeah I didn't think about that yeah there's a lot of stuff that you have to think about before going into one of those spaces were you like smelling a lot of other people's yeah Yeah. oh no I was like this is just there's just too many smells yeah that would drive me crazy right smells that's another reason why I'm like Af- not afraid to get pregnant. I shouldn't say I'm afraid to get pregnant. I'm so looking forward if I'm like <laughs> gifted enough to have the opportunity to be pregnant and bring life into this world. But I'm so sensitive to smell non-pregnant. And I hear that when you're pregnant, like smells just make you get, I mean, we live in New York city. We smell tall mm-hmm. and like, I'm so sensitive to it that I feel like it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be intense. Yeah. Have you talked to your mom about what it's like to be pregnant? Yeah. You, the, but she was such a natural. I think she was just like a natural. She was like was one of those great, people was who was sad. just born to be pregnant and have children. Yeah, she's yeah. like I loved it. There was nothing bad she could say. Everything bad was like afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury ebay gets it they're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence every inch stitch Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. In terms of like post-pregnancy caring yeah. for yourself or like raising kids? Raising kids. Raising kids. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing that um, like it came up in my recent acupuncture session. She was like, so, you know, you're 28. When are you thinking about having kids? And I'm like, it's on the agenda. No date is set. She really just asked you straight up? 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she asked me straight up. I think a lot of people go to her for, like, fertility stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, she just asked straight up, and I was like, it's going to happen. I don't know when. But I do think about, like, one, like, I think I am physically afraid of what it's like to carry a child. I am physically afraid as well. And then also to push it out. Yes. Like, the actual pushing it out. And yeah. that's very scary to me. And then I also think about when I come home... And let's just say my husband's not even here. Like, I come home after a long day of work, and I just, like, put on Netflix. I, like, put something stupid on TV. I, like, make dinner, and I'm like, this is the maximum I can handle at this time. Yeah. And then if I think about having, like, a baby at home to, like, also care for, it just feels really overwhelming. Yeah. But, I mean, women do it, and they've done it for centuries, Mm -hmm. so. I think you just, your whole life just gets reprioritized, you know? Yeah. And if you... If you are like, and and that's that's the only reason why I want. I remind myself that I do want to have kids. It's like small part of me <laughs> is that <laughs> is the like this beauty and love that you will never feel if you don't. Just like yeah. this kind of love that's just so unique to bringing a life into the world, and then doing it whoever you're doing it with is a whole different type of relationship and love. Whether yeah. whatever that looks like for every individual, yeah. You know? um, that's what is like and when my mom just how beautiful my mother was also makes me want to have kids but also scares me because I don't think I'd be as good as she was (laughs) (laughs) I mean pregnant women do have like a glow like apparently like all this great stuff happens when you're pregnant it just it kind of scares me oh it completely terrifies me yeah so let's talk about the beauty products that you're absolutely obsessed with or like beauty routines or rituals that you just think are like couldn't live without. Yeah. So mine are, yeah, definitely not products, but oils. I'm obsessed with all kinds of oils. Okay. Which, um, let's talk about, I'm like ready to go deep on oils. Okay. Which oils do you like? So I love coconut oil. Obviously. Um, I just, yeah, hair, body. Everything. Everything. Life. Um, and food, eat it. Yeah. Okay. All the things. Yeah. <laughs> and then I do love everyday oil. I bought it. Like, it's a brand okay. name. Um, and I'm not going to remember all of the oils in it, but it's all just pure essential oils, and it's okay. like 10 of them. Oh, nice. Um, and it smells delicious. Okay. It's like my luxurious oil that okay. I, like, pump and, like, use once on my face. Amazing. Um, and then I use doTERRA oils for, like, aromatherapy. Oh, nice. I, like, I have different ones, different blends for different moments and energies and that I need, but, like, okay. like, motivation or calm, or, like, peppermint. Ooh. Um, citrus, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm really into like citrus and like m- like lemongrass oils for like energy. Yes. And then like to calm down, I'm like lavender and fragan- frankincense are like my two. Yeah. I love frankincense Yeah, oil. lavender is an obsession too. I kind of had to like take a break. <laughs> <laughs> lavender oil is low-key addicting. It's addicting. Right? Yeah. I mean, lavender, like tea yeah. and ice cream. I just like love it and everything. Lavender and rose also. Yeah, rose. Like I like rose in desserts, yes. but I also love the way it smells. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so oils. Have you um, always been into like aromatherapy and essential oils or did you have to like learn to get into it? I had to learn, yeah. but I think it came with I mean my my parent my mom has always been into oils. Okay. Um yeah, like she would always be doing olive oil treatments on her hair and um and using lavender oils. Mm-hmm. Um and then aromatherapy recently, I I realized how I didn't, I don't like scents like perfumes. Yeah. You, and, you prefer like a natural. Yeah. So yeah. that was like kind of my alternative. And then I started getting into like the actual like healing properties beyond just like smelling good. Yeah. There's yeah. so much, it's it's like such a deep subject and there are all these like courses you can take and mm-hmm. books and like I, I had to kind of like educate myself on it because I didn't really know. Same all the stuff that like oils do yeah but now I like always travel with frankincense oil and lavender oil as well and like when I'm like I'll be on a flight and it'll be like horrible and I'll just like put like lavender oil on my wrist and I'm just like yeah it's so nice and peppermint oil actually really helps with my headaches and migraines really rub it here and then rub it on my temples really so peppermint oil on your temples when you have a migraine Mm -hmm. helps essential oils I'm like all about it okay any other beauty things you're obsessed with so also obsessed with hydration. Yes. Um, yes for hydration. Like, yeah. But like, I mean, specifically for view, for beauty, I just, my face is like just so clear when I actually stick to a certain amount of hydration How much a day. water do you drink a day? I have this bottle that's a liter and I try to drink like three of them. Whoa. Okay. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. 
Do you add things to your water, like cucumber and like lemon, lemon slices? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Def- especially in the like cold flu season. Yes. Um, and then lemon in the morning always makes me feel good in my water. Yeah. Yeah. I I like I add ginger when I'm feeling fancy, but the new thing that I'm reading about is like adding like raw ch- like turmeric slices into your water, oh. which I really want to try. I yeah, haven't tried I'm it yet. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ginger. I like. I'm trying to think of what else. I like to do, um, like petals like flower petals really yeah. like you can fun. add rose petals to yeah, water yeah. i've never like tried edible that. flowers it just makes me like feel a bit fun funner when i'm drinking it <laughs> yeah oh my god i like have to try that that's yeah. amazing did we get the to last th- yeah the last yeah, yeah last thing you're obsessed with is sweating sweating yes. oh my gosh i sweat so much you do <laughs> but like not in a good way like yeah. i sweat a lot at night really yeah oh. it's horrible um you, like yeah. so sweating for working sweating out. Sweating for working out or like going to the sauna in the same room. Yes. Like, getting toxins out in that way or like hot yoga. Yeah. But sweating intentionally. Intentionally sweating really helps me to clear my skin, like release toxins from my body. Yeah. And it's like for me it's a really it's a part of my beauty routine for sure. Should you go to like saunas and steam rooms? So in New York? I I'm trying to find one. Yeah. Because it's hard here. In California we belonged to a gym like as a family Aww. and it was so nice so because cute. they have saunas and steam rooms and you can go and, and we would go and every day and yeah. became, it's like a, just a routine it's very Finnish of you like in Finland they all like they yeah. all have saunas in their home yeah. and like yeah and it's like a big eastern medicine practice yeah you know so um here I haven't found a great routine to be honest but like I try to work out um but I would love to find a steam room that yeah I mean there's a steam room at Soho House. There's one at Equinox that I use sometimes. I didn't even know that there was one at Soho House. Yeah, at the mm-hmm. one on 14th Street at the cow shed like spa section. There's this oh. steam room that you can just like you don't even have to have an appointment. You can be like, I just want to use the steam room. Oh, so I'll do that sometimes. Um, and then there's this amazing place downtown called Gravity East Village where they do infrared saunas. Oh yeah, I haven't tried that yet. I yeah. Want to. I feel like I'm very, like, I'm at a tipping point where, like, I can get, like, sucked into, like, the new wave hocus pocus. Yes, like, infrared light. And then part of, like, the skeptical part of me is, like, sweating is sweating. Like, does it really make a big difference? But apparently it does. Yeah. And there's, like, evidence to prove that it does. So I'm not going to be so skeptical. I did it. I didn't see, like, this. It wasn't, like, life-changing. Yeah, yeah. But it is what those things, I think, that you do have to have, like, a very consistent routine of it to actually see the effects. Um, But, yeah, one of my friends started a kind of, like, holistic ritualistic care center um, called On and On in Hanalei, Hawaii. Oh, my God. And they've kind of, like, combined these, like, kind of new wave treatments into one place. So they have, like, infrared saunas and chirotherapy and other things that I'm not going to remember the names of, but, like, all in one place. and Like, a ritual around it and a subscription around it, which is really nice because it doesn't really exist That's nice. I would love that Like, a kind of a gym atmosphere, but just for that stuff. Just for, like, wellness treatments. That's actually, like, a brilliant business idea. Yeah. And I would totally subscribe to that (laughs) just to try, like, They should come to New York, but... Yeah, yeah. they should. I love Hanalei. I haven't been. It's so amazing. I want to go soon. It's, It's in Kauai, right? Yeah. Yeah, we like stayed in a house there and I was, cause I had always gone to Hawaii and I went to Maui or mm-hmm. like Honolulu yeah. and then I discovered Kauai and I was like, whoa, this is like real Hawaii and it's all nature and like there's no touristy crap. Yeah, and it looks beautiful. Okay, what are the beauty trends that you're like just totally over? Um, I am tired of face masks being like the bumper sticker for self-care <laughs> i'm dead the bumper sticker for self-care <laughs> that's so real because people will be like face masking like yeah living I'm, my best life yeah. and you're like, like like a really radical like yeah i just yeah that's what bothers me but i think like we talked about this earlier i think that you nailed it when you said it's like because it photographs, yeah, right? It's like the way to like telegraph that you're taking care of yourself, yourself. is to take a picture of yourself yeah. doing a face mask. Yeah. So do you think that's why they're so popular now? Oh, for sure. So it's like the rise of the self-care movement plus Instagram equals face, face masks. masks. <laughs> wow, that's like kind of disturbing. It's like... Yeah, I think that is it. I'm kind of annoyed that self-care is a trend. Like I don't like it being talked about as a trend because haven't we always... Hasn't, hasn't it been part of, like, history for thousands and thousands of years, this idea of 
beauty and ritual and taking care of yourself. I don't know why it's not being framed through this lens of being a trend. It it bothers me because of like, of course, just like when consumerism gets wrapped up in it, but and the actual ritual and histories of it gets forgotten. Mm-hmm. But it is nice that we are reminded that like in this time of, you know, you can get wrapped up in what's going on in the public sphere and it can really do damage to your health yes. and to your mental state. Yeah. Like it is good to be reminded that yeah. you can take a moment. Yeah. It's crazy that like Trump's been in office for as long as he has. There is a lot that we need to do to just cope with. Mm-hmm. And like everyone has different strategies. Right. Some people like turn, like for me, like I turn my notifications off on like CNN, like don't oh, have it. Yeah. He's blocked on Twitter. Like yeah. don't want that as part of my universe. And then I also, it's interesting. I watch the news a lot less. I read the paper. Mm-hmm. Like we get the New York Times on the weekends. We read that. I don't like the news, like the television news just like riles me up in a way that it feels oh. very unhealthy. Yeah. Broadcast television is trash, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I've never had it since, like, leaving my parents' house. I've never had, like, cable. Um, But when I do watch it, I'm just like, what? They just repeat the same thing, like, over and over again? Yeah. And they don't cover any actual other events internationally. And then also what really bothers me... And the reason why I want to do more journalism myself is that there aren't enough like positive stories being told. Like, totally. There's so much good shit happening. Totally. And there's just there's no platform. They for just it like to don't tell. talk about they don't it. Don't talk about it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like I'm like now let's segue into some negativity. What oh, what yeah. other beauty what trends other, do you hate? <laughs> what other beauty trends do I hate? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've never really liked the like overdrawn faces. If it's not like for a drag competition, yes. <laughs> yeah. If it's not like theatrical and yeah. it's not a performance, yeah. Um, it's getting out of control. It just gets out of control. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think. I mean, you're stunning. Do you wear makeup? Sometimes. Right now, I'm not. Okay. Um, because I, if I wear makeup, it actually like really bothers my skin. Okay. If I wear it a lot, um, so I try to just let my skin breathe, especially in the winter. Yeah. But I do wear makeup sometimes. I have a lot of fun with makeup yeah. now. Um, I like to wear like fun colors and eyeshadows yeah. and lipsticks and um, yeah. It's nice to like have this new relationship with makeup because when I was younger, I definitely wore makeup for a very different reason. It was like to cover up like my dark right. circles, which are just like very Ethiopian. And no, you, you're. I mean, you're beautiful. I think that it's interesting to think about makeup as self-expression rather than like correction, yes. right? What colors do you experiment with? I'm like so, sh- like, I'm not shy about color, but especially when it comes to eyeshadow, every time I've tried to do color, I'm like, no. <laughs> but I really? want to try more, yeah. yeah. So, shadow, like, like, um, like powder shadow is hard for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I just. It can get, get very, like, chalky. It and gets like, really chalky. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, and, and I don't know, sometimes the colors just, like, don't work on my my skin tone and maybe yours too. Right, yeah, maybe that's why I'm having yeah. issues. I like, I will put makeup, I mean, lipstick on and then use the same lipstick <gasps> on my eyes. I need to, tr- why haven't yeah. I ever thought of that? That's it's so like really, obvious. It's just like, I can, I can change how much I'm putting on or that something like that. I don't know. That is like a brilliant tip. Yeah. That's really that's fun. a brilliant tip. And, and then, then like eyeliners I love too. You create like cohesion, yeah. right? Okay. The lipstick, then eyeshadow, okay. Yeah. And I do like, um, like glitters when the, like, I like what you're wearing, like the shimmer oh, right thank now. Thank you, yeah. I like to do that sometimes. Like, like that's like kind of along with my skin tone. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, browns I'm comfortable with. Yeah. I'm comfortable in, like, the brown area. <laughs> um, but I love, I love, and you wear a lot of color. Yeah. And you do a great job wearing color. Have you ever, thank like, you. looked into, like, color theory and, like, what colors complement your skin? Or you just, like, kind of know at this point? Yeah, I haven't looked into color theory. I just read a book on color theory, um, so it's you? like top of mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's really interesting. It was um, not written with black people in mind, okay. so I'm not going to recommend <laughs> it on this podcast. That. I was like, so if you're black, what's <laughs> the deal? Because I was trying to, you know, like there's all this science about like your undertones and like what comp, what, and I think I've kind of figured it out based on trial and error, but yeah. I know that there's a science to it. I want someone to like write about it with people with melanin in mind. Yeah. Because it's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, sh- I must have... I definitely have put something on and been like, this isn't looking and taken it off, but I don't think I've actually like documented what that was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about commercialism and I feel like we have this in common that like, I'm just so over 
everyone telling women every single day that they need to buy something new or have something else to be up to date, to live their best life, to like make the most. It's like we have everything that we need and then you just pile up all of this crap. Really, it's just yep. junk. Yeah. Like what do you think kind of made you aware that mm. you yeah. didn't want to be part of this like consumerist culture? I've never really investigated that actually. I mean, I think that growing up, like, my parents were all, I mean, I think it came from, like, not having so much money, but mm-hmm. also just being, just knowing how much they actually needed in their lives as children, mm-hmm. that we didn't, like, buy that much as kids mm-hmm. growing up. Like, we shopped at Goodwill. I loved wearing my brother's clothes, so I would just, like, invade their closets. Um, and then when we were, like, old enough where we weren't, like, growing every day you know my dad would invest in getting something for us that we'd have for a while but um I think it came from that a little bit and then also the pride that like my mom had when she would go to her closet and like pull something out and she would tell me you know like I got this in Paris when I was 22 and I still have it and like it was this moment of pride and like she had the story to go along with this piece and and she still had pieces from her mom and so I think there's that when it comes to clothes and then also just visiting in Ethiopia you can see like the strange like idealization that I've only been to Ethiopia and South Africa but also reading about other countries in Africa um that they have with like American celebrity consumerism Mm. because it's fed to them by western media and but that same shit is like literally being sent back to them in waste like on their shores just dumped and like just seeing that that's like a really disgusting relationship yeah exactly and there's just such a there's such a distance that most people have with like where they're spending their money and like the actual production cycle of these things. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. For me, it was um, moving like three times in one year. Like when I was moving from like California to London, then I moved like twice in London, and then I moved back to New York, and it all happened within a very short time period. And I just realized like how much crap that I had, yeah. and I made a decision. Now I guess like four years ago to like never shop at Zara or H&M and it's tempting good for you because I walk by and I'm like that's a cute little crop top I could wear that tonight yeah but I just resist because I realized that when I was moving the things that I was giving away or putting it was just all the like fast fashion top shop and I think that that's like a very simple pledge people can because even if you don't have a lot of money and you just want like something cute to wear for that that night that weekend we're all in that position but you can go to a Goodwill right especially if you're like in a city like New York like so many Beacon's Closet you can find like the row yes. and like Lava for like twenty dollars like <laughs> yeah. literally twenty dollars you can go on your phone and find it right at a vintage shop on Instagram it's hard I see things from yeah. Zara and like costs. I love costs. I'm like, oh, that's really cute. I want that. But I just, yeah. I just like that's like my one thing. Yeah. That I try to avoid. Good for you. Yeah. I think it is like you know knowing where you're spending your money, but then it's also just like realizing how much you don't need. Yes. And how much we are, like honestly, brainwashed to think that we what makes us happy is like being able to buy something. Right. You know. And and letting that go is like really freeing in all senses. Just like not having this attachment to like material objects as a measure of happiness. That's so real. Yeah, like that's so, it's something I just have to like constantly remind myself it, of. Yeah, it's it's very very difficult. It's not easy. It's not yeah. easy. Yeah, especially like while I'm getting targeted on Instagram yeah. by these cute brands. I'm like, oh, those are cute. <laughs> like those hoops. Yeah, yeah. No, it's but it's like yeah, we have everything we need. We do. I'm so happy you said that. Okay, amazing. (laughs) So you have this like very, you have this very unique and like good sense of personal style. Thank you. And well, two things. One thing I'm noticing that a lot of girls that actually work in like the digital media space are actually really cool and could probably work in fashion. I used to work in fashion and I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. I, I attempted. Yeah. It's yeah. You, <laughs> once you realize the way that you're going to be treated, it's just yeah. There's a, there's a series of awakenings that yeah. happen before you escape um, <laughs> and realize that all decisions are made with data, and it's just smarter to work in like a digital space. Yeah. But yeah, um, but you have one thing that I like about your style, um, just from what I've seen on Instagram, you have very unique style, and I think that we're living in this weird era of everyone just copying each other, and like you're in Brooklyn, like you're online you're exposed to a lot of images mm-hmm. but you still manage to have something that feels very like unique and specific to you and I'm wow. wondering like how you developed your personal style 
I don't know. Thank you <laughs> no, for you all the praise. Great, no, you have great style. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, whenever people ask me, you know, like, how do you describe your style, I never know how to describe it. So I don't really know if I even know my sense of style. Like, I, I know, like, how I get dressed. Mm-hmm. And it's very specific to, like, the colors okay. that I feel and want to wear. Interesting. Um, okay. And then there is, yeah. There is, I definitely, like, I feel like I mix eras a lot. Mm, I can see that. Um, I mean, I think it's just because I, I shop vintage so much. Right. That I just, that just inevitably happens because mm-hmm. a lot of my clothes are old. And then there's, like, a few pieces that are new. Um, and then I also, I feel like I'm a little bit nostalgic when I, like, pick pieces out to feel closer to people. Like, I'm wearing my mom's scarf today. Mm, um, that's beautiful. And then, yeah. So, I don't know. It's It's, like... So it truly is personal. It is personal. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, everything has a meaning to you because yeah. like you've either sourced it from a vintage store, it's your mom's. Yeah, it is very personal. Um, and I try, and it's because I'm really trying to not buy so much. You end up like finding new ways to yes. wear things. Yes, which is a very like French approach to dressing, right? Yeah, like, French women always say that they only have a few things, things. and they accessorize them differently. Mm-hmm. And that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's just to like. Find a whole new way to wear your wardrobe. I feel like a big takeaway from this episode, or at least that I'm getting from talking to you, is just like, do more with less. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. just kind of like pare back and have a more like minimal approach to everything. Everything. Yeah. Beauty, style. Yeah. Like, go back, go back to history a little. Like, mm. go back to the way things were, rituals were originally created and like what they were originally used to do. And, the natural remedies and solutions to things um, when it comes to beauty, I think is really helpful. And like, yeah, do every, do more with less, like do more with your own body. Like yeah. drink more water, <laughs> Yes, eat good food. Yeah. You don't need to go spend <laughs> hundreds of dollars to see a facialist. No, like yeah. literally just like drink more water for a week. Yeah. I promise your skin's going to look 10 times better. Yeah. Sometimes we should try to like find solutions to things. We jump over the basics. Yes. It's like, wait, what is it? Wait a second. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. There's something to be learned about knowing what you like and mm-hmm. what you feel comfortable in, mm-hmm. right? So I'm very curious for people like you that have really good style, was there ever a period where you look back and you were like, what was I actually, like, what was I doing? Hmm. Or have you always kind of just like known, this is who I am, this is what I like, this is how I self-present? I mean, there's definitely outfits that I've worn. Okay, and I'm like, good. what the hell? So you're human. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But I mean, that's just, we all have that, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know, one one day I was feeling like, I wore, I wore black a lot when I moved to New York. Yeah. Um, it's easy to it's put on easy, black. Yeah. And I was like, I think three years ago was when I, I, one of my like New Year's intentions or resolutions was not to buy another neutral piece, so I didn't buy another neutral for the next oh, year. I love that New Year's yeah. resolution. That's such a good one. Yeah, and it's like I love pairing colors together. Like, who said we couldn't do that? I know, <laughs> and you do such a good job with color, which is why I was asking. Like, because I know that you you're also an artist, right? Yeah, we haven't like even talked about <laughs> that. Like, we could do like a two more hours. <laughs> you understand the relationship between color and emotion, right? Yeah, I mean, I. I, I think for myself I do and if it does represent the same for other people that's amazing yeah. Um, yeah I mean color definitely influences my mood it always has I think just like from nature I think yes. that's where I got it from yes yeah. yes it's I like so the colors in nature and being surrounded by like one color in nature and like how profound that feels right um, like the glow of the sun at a certain hour of the day like Whoa. you know like yeah. we all have felt that yeah um, so it, it bringing that into other parts of your life whether like your craft and painting or um, in what you wear. Yeah. Yeah. Super beautiful. That's like, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more. It's like one of the reasons why I love being in nature so much because I feel like yeah. it inspired, like it spills over into the way I do my makeup or what I decide to wear. Yeah. Totally. One, we talked earlier about, you were asking me about why I started this podcast and I kind of said that I wanted to have these like long form discussions with women. And one of the things that I think has been like the most profound about talking to women is this idea that not everything is all figured out and like we don't Mm -hmm. have it all together and there's a lot of media out that's like look at this girl she's so perfect she gets to the gym every day and drinks green juice and has this killer job and 
I've been talking to women a lot lately about like, actually, some days I have breakdowns before I go into the office and tell everyone what to do. And actually, yeah. I like for me, like I, I talk very openly on this podcast about how sometimes really late at night, I'll like binge eat and I feel so guilty the next day. And I'm like, Brooke, like, what did you do? Like, you were so on top of everything <laughs> and you just like undid it all to eat some like gross Twizzlers at the movies. Like, what? Why? Why have you done that? Yeah. But I think it's important. To, and people will message me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I also just like ate an entire box of Oreos and like, yeah. what's wrong with us? And I'll be like, I don't know, girl, like I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Do you think, do you, I'm curious for you, do you find that there are enough examples of women like not getting it right? And is that something that you feel like you can like help add to in terms of the way that we talk about ourselves? Yeah. Um, I don't think there are enough examples. I don't. Mm -hmm. Especially women who are like killing it. Like the people, the women who like, we look up to and we may not may not know like mm-hmm. personally. Um, I feel that a lot of the times, I think it's just because they have had to keep certain parts of their lives private to be able to make it. Right. Um, who are older than us at this point? That they they just they, they're kind of still maintaining that storyline. Yeah. And it's not helpful. It's not helpful. <laughs> like we get how you succeeded, but like also we want to know where you're failing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like in the past and the present. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if I'm very good at that either, though. I think that like my Virgo tendencies. Oh, were you a Virgo? Yeah. Hello, perfectionist. Um, yeah. Hello, in, nothing's in ever good bit, enough. <laughs> um, me from doing that. Yeah. So I think I should probably work on that a little bit too. Um, like sharing those those pieces. Yeah, myself. you know, yeah. it's it's hard to do in a way that doesn't. So, like a long form podcast discussion, great. When I see it done in like an Instagram post, it feels very cheap. Like when like I was talking about this post that I saw, it's yeah, terrible for me to be laughing at this, but it was like someone was like, "I've just been crying for like hours," and I was like, "Okay, it's just." But I I think yeah. that actually stories. Yeah. Somehow Instagram stories feels more intimate mm-hmm. than like your actual posts mm-hmm. and it feels like a good way to like talk about shit that you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And I think there are some examples of people like our age doing that well. Um, yeah, like my one of my friends, my very good friend from high school just lost her mom recently, mm-hmm. very suddenly. And she's been like grieving in this very open, honest and like just vulnerable way. Wow, that's and, amazing. Yeah, and like with her and her close friends, but also she has a um, women's wear line, a sustainable women's wear line actually, and that she produces and designs. What's the name of her line? Arkins. Arkins? Okay, yeah. I'll link to it in the show notes yeah, so everyone can check it out. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, so she, and she actually makes every piece herself. So wow. when this happened, she was like, okay, I'm not going to be making pieces for right. a few weeks. And I had to share that with the people who are her buyers so that they knew. And right had to figure out this way to like let people into her life because her yeah. brand is her life and right. it's really beautiful and amazing and that's just I, know, I just I thought of that when you were talking about that but I think there are people who are able to do it and bring people in and I think that's the that is the beauty, beauty of social media yes like yeah. that is what it should be doing yeah is bringing people closer together in that way not creating this like alienating facade of perfection one, I couldn't yeah. have said it better myself. That's yeah, this alienating facade of perfection. Yeah. Yes, that's what we don't want. What yeah. we do want is like this intimacy and empathy, mm-hmm. and like we're all just going through it and on our yeah, own journey. Yeah, trying totally. Okay, <laughs> this is my last question for okay. real. For real. Okay. When do you feel most beautiful? Oh, I feel most beautiful when I'm in touch with nature. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, like, think I just thought back to a moment in Jamaica, actually, when I was um, kayaking. And then it started – it was really warm out, but then it started pouring rain. And I just, like – we just, like, kept kayaking. And we were just, like, surrounded by all the trees and the most beautiful water. And the, it's the most beautiful moment when you realize, like, how connected we are as all human beings and mm-hmm. also connected with nature and how much we need to help it and protect it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I felt that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 